Hello, and welcome to Better Betting. Here are your hosts, the King of Timonium, Gary Quill, and the ruler of the replays, Eric Rubin. Hey, and welcome to Better Betting. My name is Eric Rubin, and I'm here with my partner, the King of Timonium, Gary Quill. GQ, how be you? I'm doing good, but obviously not as well as you and our... Um, partner in horse racing crime, Tom Erisman, because I continue to work for a living, whereas you guys have professions where, uh, oh, oh, uh, another time off of school. Kids need more time off of school. Let's give them a whole week off. So you're you're on vacation this week. But you're taking advantage. You're, you're taking advantage of your, your time off. What do you do? Yes, I am a professional handicapper this week um, or better. Uh, I'm hiding right now on the third floor. Hopefully the audio is okay. I didn't bring my microphone, but I'm hiding on the third floor at Delaware Park where I was today. Uh, we're going to have a very quick show because I'm due in Maryland in about 45 minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to be a little late. But uh, yeah, so Delaware today, uh, some simulcasting. And um, tomorrow we'll be at Laurel and Saturday. So if anyone's out at Laurel, Friday and or Saturday out there, feel free to reach out to me at Bandits BB on Twitter. I think GQ, you might even be there on Saturday because you work for a living. Yes. yes, I work for a living, unlike others who can find their way to the racetrack Monday through Friday. Um, I work for a living and but I will make an appearance. So it'll be it'll be a photo opportunity for our thousands of listeners in the mid-atlantic area come to laurel and if you're nice to us eric and i will take a photo with you and maybe and, even uh, sign an autograph you know and we'll cut the price from 20 down to 10 for uh for it, people it, exactly right yeah weekend so, special yep so th- that and um gosh i was going to say oh uh, so did you did you see anyone uh, at delaware park any of our past guest i did i was hanging out today with mike valiente i hope valiente i hope i got his last name right uh but yeah mike's a really nice guy sads and sulks i believe on uh twitter i hope i got that right also saddles and sulks um yeah he's uh you sure i don't know if it's a whole thing on i think it's a shortened abbreviated but either way a lot of people know him he's a really really nice guy we hung out today Uh, i almost need a loan from him today because i was having a disastrous day I don't usually yeah, it was bet. pretty chalky uh, yeah. the races I've seen. Yeah, when it's chalky, that's baddie for Eric-y. Uh, <laughs> But I was betting three tracks, which I never do. I bet one or two. And uh, I singled a horse in the last race at Laurel, uh, J.D. Acosta. The horse was – there was a horse on the lead who was up by about eight at the 16th pole. It did not look good. And then my horse closed – and another horse closed, and he just held off the other horse. So um, I, I cashed well in the last race. So it went from a day where I was going to be down a significant amount to a day I was up a, a decent amount, significant amount. So it turned out to be good. Now I have money to play with for the weekend. I'm a winner for the weekend, no matter what happens the next couple of days. So uh, I'm sure you're really I'm bad. Sure, I'm sure if you played Laurel, you probably used your two-legged girlfriend trainer from Laurel. Brittany Russell's horse, uh, who ran up the track. I did not. The that <laughs> last race is Thursday's eighth race at Laurel. Uh, she had the three, a first time starter who, you know, I figured maybe as a shot, but I usually don't bet start uh, first timers going a mile. 
And when I saw the odds, I'm like, there's no way I'm betting this horse. And then the four horse who was um, ran once in a maiden special weight, New York bred uh, maiden special weight and ran up the track, but now it was going against weaker, but I was like, yeah, horse has a shot, but that was also like two to one or something like that. So I, I can't use yeah. those two favorites. Um, so I singled the eight I really liked in the um, pick five and pick four. And then uh, I did bet the race too. I keyed the eight with a couple horses. I, I should have used the uh, other horse, but it's all right. It would have been you know another hundred, 200 bucks, whatever. At that point it was okay. But uh, yeah, no, so it's a good day. Uh, Mike is a great guy. Mike's actually, I think going to come on Saturday too. So you can get not only the better betting tandem, but you might get one of our, multi-time a twitter trio a, a twitter a trio, trio a, a two-time i believe guest of better betting um yeah. should we have like a code word like mike the code word is new england clam chowder now we'll know if he listened when i ask him for the code word on saturday <laughs> but anyway gq i am in a hurry so as much fun as i'm having i know you wanted to talk about the derby for a few moments and then we're going to jump into a pick five sequence Yes, I, I decided on my own, um, since I'm co-producer of this uh, podcast, that i uh, going to throw in, we have three podcasts before the Derby. This was the first of three prior to the Derby. And I decided I'm going to give our listeners a chance to narrow down who they may want to use. So during the course of today's podcast, I'll give you two Derby contenders that you could toss. From your ticket and it's not going to be like uh the horse from japan who has no shot these horses have at least you know in the top if you want to cut it the field in the half I, i'd say they're in the top 10 uh of, of that so um that's the tease um i'll just throw it throw it in here or there and um maybe i, ch- I can challenge eric over the next two podcasts maybe he can come up with one or he, he may argue with my toss and argue the fact that uh, you want to use it. So with that being said, um, let's start off with our handicapping. Oh, I thought you, you were going to give us. Oh, you, you want me to throw in a tease of one of them? Okay, oh, I thought you were I'll, doing that now. Oh, okay. I'll give you the first one. And then so that people fast forward all the way to the end of the podcast to get the other one. I'll give that one at, at the end. I don't want you to forget. That's why. Because at the end, <laughs> oh, you're okay. like, all right, let's get out of here. We're talking for a while. All right. All right give this, us one now, one later. This one it will be probably at the higher price of the two. Going I'm going to tell you to toss the um, Arkansas Derby winner, Cyberknife. Now, Cyberknife also comes out of the Risen Star, and that's like a key race. Everybody, mm-hmm. oh, the Risen Star came up huge, epicenter. You know, everybody and their brother came out of the Risen Star and have done well. But um, Cyberknife, uh, I think, ran into a, a favorable pace. But looking on Equibase, Cyberknife's uh, speed figure was the s- lowest speed figure for the winner of an Arkansas Derby in the history of Equibase speed figures. Really? Hmm. Not even, didn't even hit triple digits. Um, so uh, for, for that fact, and the fact that I think uh, only three, in the 87 year history of the Arkansas Derby, only three horses 
uh, three winners of the Arkansas Derby uh, also won the Kentucky Derby, American Pharaoh being the latest. Uh, so um, with the kind of kind of like the slow speed figure, you know, it, let's put it this way. So the combination of only three Kentucky Derby winners also won the Arkansas Derby in the 87-year history of the Arkansas Derby, and then add the fact that the Equibase speed figure is the lowest of any Kentucky Derby winner. That's why I'm poo-pooing uh, Cyberknife's chances in the Kentucky Derby. And you've, you've kind of looked at me with 25 eyes as this if... This is like your uh, second-time blinker angle or something. I don't know if I agree with your logic. I'm not saying... I Listen, I have no opinion on the Derby right now. It looks like it's wide open. I, I will not look at it until whenever we have to record the podcast, and I'll look at it you know, a few days before or the week before when the PPs come out that Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it is. But I, I don't know if I love your logic, but uh, at least the three out of 87 Arkansas Derbies, the race is much better now than it was 15, 20 years ago. Oklahoma's different now. But I'm not going to dispute or you know, agree or disagree because I, I just don't have an opinion on that. So uh, very good. We'll have to wait for the other one. We want people to stick around. So with bated breath, everyone will wait for this other horse that you're going to toss from the Derby two weeks out. All right. You want to do some handicapping? Is that right? Uh, no, I, I want to listen to you do handicapping. All right. Well, I'm going to do it very quickly this week. Uh, I put in the time and, you know, spend a lot of time not trying to shortchange the listeners, but I'm not going to drone on as much as normal. So we are going to Aqueduct. It is the early pick five Saturday, April 23rd. We, I was, I always look around at like the sequences when I have time. Sometimes we have a guest and we're obligated to do a track, but this time we didn't because my travel schedule and GQ is very nice to be accommodating saying whatever time I needed because I didn't know where I'd be today, what time I can record. I didn't know if I'd be able to do it at Delaware. So far, no guards have tracked me down, so I'm okay. But I looked at all these sequences Saturday, and like Keeneland, I just didn't like. I forgot why offhand now. You had like, uh, I really can't remember, uh, to be honest. Uh, I think you had say some there was like a starters one to nine? Something. No, that was, well, Aqueduct's late has Borisi, who's one to nine. Uh, he looks like he can't lose. Uh, and you can just single him, I guess, if you feel he's I'll, that much I'll, of a lock. I'll but... put a couple bucks on him. He'll, he'll, he'll lose. Yeah, and then there was <laughs> – there you go. And there was another <laughs> race uh, with, like, all first-times turf starters, the two of them. So, anyway, um, the early aqueduct seemed like something that might be interesting. And it was interesting in studying it, so I'm actually happy I did it. So, uh, with that having been said, we're going to start race one on Saturday at Aqueduct. It's a maiden special weight on the turf, one mile and one-eighth uh, for three-year-olds and up. And this race, there's a few horses I like. Uh, I think the one, the three, and the six all have decent shots. Now, I prefer the one big time. He's three to one. That's Analogy. Uh, Analogy ran March 12th, his first start at Gulfstream. And he had a brutal trip. He did not have a sharp start. And then he was slightly cut off early. He got floated about four to five wide early on the first turn. Ended up being about two to three wide late on the turn. Um... And there wasn't much pace in the race. And that's Gulfstream, where generally it's harder to make up ground than at other tracks on the turf. So uh, he had a brutal trip, in my opinion. Put up a decent speed figure. You know, he acquitted himself fairly well. Second out now. Uh, that was first time going two turns also, which is tough. So I think this horse improves a lot. And I think this is the most likely winner. The three horse, um, I think, has a good shot as well. But at nine to five, I definitely lean to the one 
uh, analogy because once three to one and three is nine to five and that's forward lead for Chad Brown. So you had all the big boys coming to play here. This is a horse who ran uh, once back in November and also had a troubled trip. Slow start, about two lengths. Uh, did not on his own, though, so maybe that's an issue. But I would think now second out, more mature. I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Uh, also got floated about four wide early on the turn. A little saved ground by the end of the turn. Um, saved ground the second turn. Was a two-year-old. So when you look at the speed figure, you know, did that as a two-year-old. So this horse should improve a lot off of that. Uh, I just thought the one strip was so bad that um, I really upgraded the one a lot and has a little more recency if that matters. And then the other horse who I'd actually bet because of the odds is the six at six to one, another second time. Sorry. So I'm on the Pletcher horse. Here. I'm probably going to bet one six a lot just because the three is too short a price. Uh, and the six is good medicine for Pletcher. Uh, bumped at the break, lost a, a couple lengths at the start. Uh, did save ground and a pretty good trip after that. But that start really had the horse further back than he wanted. It was going a mile and an eighth first out, which is not an easy task. Uh, I, I just think this horse, uh, it, there wasn't much pace in the race. So once it got that bad break, had no shot. So I really think the six could improve a lot off of that. So I'm one six mostly here. And I know the three is going to be tough, but uh, I'm willing to take a stab just for the prices with the one six. Uh, there's other horses that could win. Uh, it's not impossible, um, but I don't see the eight having a shot. Otherwise, anyone could win. But those are the horses I prefer. GQ, you want to throw in your uh, two cents and then we'll uh, move on? Yeah, you disappointed me that you, you didn't like uh, Chad's other horse, the seven horse, Baltus. Uh, Peter Brandt took a bath on this one, paid over <laughs> half a million dollars for this horse uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, the horse, uh, they gelded him. So there, there goes, uh, any, uh, reproduction there. Uh, you know, they bet the horse, you know, last, uh, fall in both of his races as if he was a good thing, you know, typical Chad hot horse, you know, getting some, uh, play, but, uh, no good. So they're just throwing the kitchen sink. They gelded him, put blinkers on him. Um, I think, uh, a telltale sign is the fact that Trevor McCarthy, who over the past year has never uh, sat on the back of a Chad Brown horse in a in the afternoon, uh, gets the mount. Um, so and and it breaks my heart because he's uh, one of two four-year-olds in here against uh, three-year-olds. I when I looked at this race, it, it's almost like. Who's going to go to the lead? All of them are hope, hopelessly slow. And, and that's what happens when you get horses, first-timers, like the three, you know, go in two turns because they know there's no speed. The thing that I question, and, and you're, you're kind of lukewarm on the three as well, mainly because of the morning line. I mean, again, there's Chad. But the horse goes off at nine to one with Irad. That's cold. So you're you're going to tell me why? No, we've had this discussion before, and, and people like to look at that. But you know, maybe the horse went up nine to one because it was a tough field where the other Chad Brown went off like three to one because it was a weak field. I don't really know, but so I don't put stock in that. But no, I, I circled it because I knew whether you'd mention it or people would think about it. I meant to say something. The, the Chad horse forward lead, the three was nine to one. And then the uh, Pletcher horse I mentioned was 15 to one first out. Uh, good medicine, the six, but I don't mind that. Again, maybe it was just a really, uh, you know, tough field. So um, I, I'm not worried about that. But you make a good point about the lack of pace here. And I think the one with a better start, 
could show some speed. And the six had a bad start too. So maybe you know one or both of them will show a little speed. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. Oh, as go ahead. far as far as who would take the lead, I I would lean toward the one horse, especially you know Carmooch likes to take horses to the lead anyway. So th- th- this is a race where the horse has the pedigree to go the nine furlongs, e- even though it's just second time out, but he went seven and a half. Um, I- I'd go with the one. And for the consistency in my four-year-olds, I'll give uh, the two horse, I am the law, a shot. Uh, he does. He has put in some halfway decent speed figures on the turf has gone a mile and a quarter um that last race going a mile at tampa um he went off as probably second choice didn't run a bad race but uh so maybe by default if nobody else shows up maybe the two at five to one i am the law so i'd, I'd go one two yeah i just worry the other horses have a lot more room to improve than the two but uh it's only seven horses in the race and the eight doesn't look like he has a shot so uh, and one of them is a main track only. That's why there's eight horses uh, listed, but only seven. I said are running probably uh, any of the other six can win. I wouldn't be shocked. So um, with that being said, you ready to go to race two? Please do. All right. Race two is a $32,000 claiming event. Six furlongs on the dirt. And I guess the one is going to be the favorite. And the one looks pretty good. I don't know. Have you seen where two different trainers have reclaimed the same horse it went from yeah. Kelly Breen to what handle to Breen to handle or vice versa, but they both handle and Breen have claimed these horse back and forth off of each other. So obviously they like the horse. This is a horse who two back ran for 20,000. This is a 32,000 ran for 20 and ran very well because um, I thought that race, uh, if anything, favored off the pace horses uh, ran very well, got a 75 buyer, which would probably win this event and, and did it legitimately. No, did it against 20,000 claimers. So, you know, sometimes when they do it against weaker, I kind of downgrade the speed figure a little, which some people might disagree with. But we've talked about it before. When you're going against easier competition, sometimes you can get like kind of brave and confident and, you know, you're not as uh, discouraged and it's not as hard running against them. So because they're not as fast. Uh, when did the stakes race last time, which you can say was better than this, but the horse was two to one in that race, which, again, still probably better than this field, but you know, not that much better. And again, ran pretty well. Dual a long shot who faded, but it was a long shot. It was an honest pace, you know, nothing fast, nothing slow. Uh, but this horse looks pretty solid from the rail, has some speed. I'm interested in a long shot in this race, though. And that long shot maybe has no chance. It's a trainer who I'm going to be sick rooting for, who I think killed another horse today. I'm very disappointed because uh, at least the horse finished that he had today running at Aqueduct. And that's Juan Vasquez in the four horse Quasar, I think it's pronounced. Uh, he's been around a while. I should know. Uh, I should know this horse. This horse ran for thirty five thousand four back, but it was non winners of three, so still had his uh, conditions. That race I thought favored speed. There was no pace. Was three wide and still closed despite se- a seven to one and five to one running first and second around the track and holding first and second. This horse closed. I was very impressed with that race. Now again, it was against conditional claimers. Uh, for same claiming price. So it was a weaker field, but still did well. Then went to Philly. And if you look at the odds, the horse was, didn't have a great shot in any of those races. So maybe he doesn't like parks. Maybe he just was running against better. Uh, first time for this trainer now who magically improves horses, even though, um, you know, he hasn't been as good this year as he usually is. 
Uh, and I think it's possible that there's a little bit of pace in here for him to close into because the one awesome in, um, Indra is a speedball. Um, the three big Q had some speed. Uh, I thought there was one more. Maybe that's it. So I can see the one getting away and the one probably wins this race. But I'm going to use the one and the four Quasar because I, I want to add that 10 to one shot. I think as a shot. Um, there's one other horse who I think has a decent chance here, but I'll let you talk uh, because you might mention him. If not, I'll, I'll throw him in before we move on. Uh, her, I'm sorry. So go ahead. What's your thoughts here? Race two. Uh, my main thoughts was about the horse that you mentioned first, the one awesome Indra, uh, the claiming back and forth. And in fact, the horse has been claimed seven out of the last 10 times it's raced. <laughs> uh, and the, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, People claim them and then like drop the horse down. <laughs> it's like, really? Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, open claimers, uh, I, I always give, uh, you know, uh, much better chances. And especially, like you said, I mean, yeah, it was it, it was like an overnight stakes race. But to be claimed out of a $20,000 open claimer and kind of be the second choice probably in uh, a stakes race uh, doesn't show much uh, as, as far as what was in that race um i really didn't see anything that that kind of stood out um you're talking about uh another trainer who you, you despise um i i made note of the seven horse Boston bay previously trained by wayne pot so i'm sure bonnie lucas um knew her way around the pots barn at some point in time since uh, well when when he two. when he suspended every every three months he gets suspended uh, and right. then they let him run again she takes over she's the assistant i guess so that's why she uh, has a nice record and she's two for two uh so far this year at at, at and at yep. aqueduct so um you know, that, that party's going to come to an end at some point in time. Or maybe they're just trying yeah. to, to get, get rid of their stock. Well, the interesting thing is that horse ran against the one horse. We're talking the seven Bustin Bay and was basically the same price. They were both about two to one in that race at uh, video genic, if that's how you say it, race stakes race. Mm -hmm. And the horse did no running, just, I mean, no excuse. So, um, you know, and he's run well on a wet track before. So that wasn't really an excuse to me. So I don't know what's going to change this race. Um, that's my fear at a short price, but I, listen, I can't argue the horse has a chance if he runs or she runs back to some of her older efforts, I guess. But I, I think the horse is not what she was, but anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. The, 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 the fact of the matter is the horse showed nothing because, you know, the, the previous race it claimed it off of your friend. And so, you know, that, Robert Falcone, he's, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, Miss Lucas isn't as good a trainer as uh, he is. So uh, that's Falcone why does well. <laughs> I mentioned Falcone on the show before, but he was uh, actually a student at my school, believe it or not. I never I knew had there was him. some I, connection I know, there. Yeah, I, didn't know I thought he was student, your neighbor or somebody. No, no. But uh, yeah, he was a student. Uh, I think he made it to 10th grade and then. Uh, <laughs> He left, but he knew what he wanted to do. And listen, he's making a lot more pride than, than others. So I can't, I can't blame him. Um, I didn't want to cut you off. There's one more horse I want to talk about, but do you want to keep going? Uh, no, you can Just go talk, because... talk into the camera, please. Into the mic. Oh, Thank I'm you. sorry. No, you, you can go because I, I, as I had mentioned, I got the past performances late. No, he was able to skim through to see if I 
anything stood out and really nothing did. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, pretty much out, outside of the two horses who met in that stakes race, everybody else to me is going up in class. At least that's the way I see it. So it, yeah, uh, it's kind of tough to pick uh, other than the two that we had mentioned. Well, I, I think the four, yeah, the ones I mentioned, the four is, I think, kind of dropping a little, though it's hard to tell, it's similar. Uh, one and seven, I guess, are dropping. Um, but the other horse I want to mention, and the other horse that's dropping the most, actually, is a six, suspended campaign. That's what I wanted to mention. I just assumed this horse would be like the five to two second choice, and David Aragona made him five to one in the morning line. If that's the case, and I like this horse, um, there's a horse who... Last time he ran at anything close to this level, I mean, he won against 40,000. Now, when there's a two, you know, last year as a three-year-old. And then this year, he's just been running against better horses, and his speed figures are comparable. Uh, in fact, he beat 50,000 uh, starters, two back. I don't know how great the field was if he won with a 69 buyer, but this horse would definitely, if he needs a little pace. But, like, to me, if there's not much pace, the one wins. If there's a pace, the six wins. But because of the price in the four, I don't think he's outlandish. That's why I'm going to lean on him, Quasar. So uh, I'm one, awesome Indira, if that's how you say it, Indra, sorry, four, Quasar, and the six, suspended campaign. Those are the three I want to build around. I'm not really interested in anyone else. You want to move on or? Let's move on. All right. Race three. This is an allowance optional claimer. Uh, state bread, one mile on the turf, second level allowance, optional claimer. And in this race, there are a few horses I like, but the horse, uh, who do I want to mention here? Well, I'll start with the two that I like the most, and then I'll go with the price horse that I want to bet. Uh, the two I like the most, uh, two meaning the, the two horses, not the number two horse. Uh, the number three is a fairly short price, seven two carriage dreamer. There's a horse who... Uh, I didn't love her race in the Ticonderoga two-back stakes race. I just thought she kind of had a saving ground and a good setup. It kind of just sucked up for a second, even though it was a stakes race. Uh, but last race, granted, it was back in November, I found very, very good. She was checked back significantly early. She had a three-wide trip. She only lost by one length at this level. Uh, now she's a four-year-old. So granted, she has to be ready off the bench, and that's a question. But if she's ready off the bench and has any improvement, I mean, I think her last race was as good as anyone's run in this field. So with any improvement, I think she uh, she can easily win this race. She has a little bit of tactical speed that she doesn't have to come from the clouds. So she could be up there, uh, up close, saving ground. I, I definitely like the three-carriage dreamer. And another horse, well, I'm curious your take on the six-horse, Mischievous Dream. This is a horse who two back July of uh, July 2nd, 2021, at this level, I thought ran terrific. Uh, got squeezed at the start and speed held pretty well, yet she closed very well. I was like, wow, impressive. I would have bet her next time out, and I probably did because I bet Saratoga. I don't remember the race. It's so long ago, but August 12th, and I don't know what happened, but she just did not run a lick in that race. They gave her time off. How do you view horses like that? Because if I look at the two-back race, I'm in love with the horse. If I look at last race, I'm like, oh, something's wrong. The way I see it is, it's Clement gave her a break. She's now a four-year-old. He fixed whatever problem, and she's going to be good. He's good off the layoff. So I, I'm into this horse, especially nine to two or higher, maybe like two to one. I'm not. How, how do you view whether it's this specific horse or in general horses that fit that pattern? I I tend to agree with you. I I, I would think since you said you like 
the race to two back at Belmont, then you would have probably, if you didn't, you know, bet bet the horse back at Saratoga and it showed nothing. The fact that the horse um previous year ran on the turf well into the fall, but that race in mid-August was the last race the horse had run uh until now being entered here. Obviously, I think something went amiss. And yeah. so I, I could excuse uh, her for uh, her performance. And, you know, Clement is uh, on par, you know, with his win percentage around 18% coming off of a extended layoff. So uh, I think, and actually, I, I think it's an upgrade. I like Manny Franco over, you know, JC used to be my favorite jockey, but I think his time has passed. Uh, have you so, been watching New York race in the last no, two weeks? Well, the guy hasn't lost a race. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Well, he's on well, fire. He, 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 he found his wheelhouse uh, going to New York and wow. seeing the hockey <laughs> colony that's in New York right now. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, a, you know, JC on the turf was like almost an automatic use for, for me. That's that's how well I, I, I uh, really thought, uh, thought highly of him on the turf. But uh, so, yeah, I I think you got something there with mischievous dream. And I, I, I tell you on that. All right. Very nice. Uh, so those are the two main ones. Now, I want to use another price. So and that's the four choose happiness. This horse speed figure wise doesn't really fit here. Already a five year old. So she'd have to run maybe her best speed figure. But she won at the one uh, X allowance state bred nominators of one other than back in November on the turf. And I thought ran very well that race. Um, no one was going by her at the end. She, she won easy. Didn't put up a huge speed figure, but it wasn't like an embarrassment. It wasn't that much slower than these. And then came back at this level, actually ran in the same race as the one, the, the three horse where I like Carrie's Dreamer and had a tremendous amount of trouble. Now, I mean, you can totally toss that race. I don't know if she's good enough anyway, but I mean... I totally forgive her that race and a price. I really think she has an outside shot here. Uh, so I'm willing to take a shot with her. I'm just kind of ignoring the dirt races and hoping that she's a better turf horse, which is questionable. She's been similar, but I'm definitely using choose happiness as well here. And then the horses who are favored, I'm going to try and play against nothing against them tremendously. The one, she's the one two to one morning line has to step up in class. One uh, non-winners of one other than uh, with a perfect trip was or almost perfect trip, had a, a very good trip and, and had a decent setup to close into, is stretching out, which might not be a problem, but has to stretch out, was three to five last race, so probably didn't beat that much. It's just, you want a short price and the horse has to go long now, has to stretch out for the first time. Oh, actually, that's not true. Ran its first race, her first race long and ran fine. So the stretch out is probably not an issue. Um, it's more that the horse had a very good trip against weaker and do you want to bet that back at a short price? And Heck, I don't. The horse is probably better now, and she could win. But I'll go with the other Clement, the uh, six horse, rather than the one horse. Uh, so I hope I got the right Clement there. And then the eight horse, well, I was a little surprised at the morning line, but eight to five morning line on Barkin. She, too, uh, ran against Carriage Dreamer in a different race. That's the three horse I like. And, you know, got checked back early in her last race in that Ticonderoga. But I thought the race favored um, closers and she was out finished. So, yeah, trouble. You can upgrade if you want. But I, I don't know. Ran well in the Canadian turf. But, I mean, she came back to New York and I wasn't that impressed. But I can see you being like, hey, she had trouble in that race. 
you know, in her first start, uh, she she's dropping a little more even now. So uh, I, I can see how people can like the eight, but first off the layout, I, I'm willing to let that horse beat me as, as the one. I, I'd use the eight before the one personally, but um, I, I'm willing to let both of them beat me in this spot. Any, uh, any final as, thoughts? Yeah. Well, the final thoughts as far as, you know, you know thinking out loud, a uh, pace scenario, Mm-hmm. You know, I the the two horse never been on the turf coming basically like from F- Finger Lakes with uh, Tomei Alp- Alpander uh, aboard. Uh, Steal my heart, thirty to one. I mean, the horse the the breeding doesn't say turf. The horse has run twenty times, three time winner, but it's a sprinter that shows speed. So. Uh, is McCarthy going to take the one out uh, uh, of anybody by default? The one should have the lead if you're looking at turf. You know, Kendrick on the eight horse really doesn't have speed, but the way he he rides, maybe he wants to, to get out there. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the two steal my heart <laughs> inherits the, uh, the early lead and everybody just thinks that uh, – well, you know, she'll she'll back up because uh, she's a sprinter and bingo uh, telephone numbers. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to see that. Maybe the pace scenario, but not at the finish. But uh, yeah, I mean, the one makes sense to be either on the lead if the two is not good enough to make the lead. But those two figure one of them should be on the lead. But that's the one reason I like the three also can kind of sit back. But I don't waste time on the pace scenario that I'm just guessing on. I don't like to spend a lot of money when I'm just guessing. I like to do it on things that. I can see and are more tangible than guessing what the pace might be in a race. It's tough to do, but yeah, if you think the one goes alone or something like that, go for it. I mean, I'm not going to talk anyone off the two. I don't think the horse has a shot, but if you guys like it, go for it. Anything else there or race four? No. So I, you, you mentioned three horses. Unfortunately, I only wrote down two, the six, the four, and. And the, uh, the three carriage dream. The four is not a horse. I don't know who you're talking about. The three carriage dreamer, the six mischievous dream and the four choose happiness. So there is a four, sorry. Three, four, six, man. Okay. Sorry about that. Let's, let's move on. All right. Race four. It is a similar level actually to a race we just did. I think it is a second level allowance optional claimer. This is on the dirt at six furlongs though. And it, you know what's interesting in this race? You have the one chasing Kara, you have the four impassable Donna, and you have the five beautiful Karen. They're all coming out of the same race, as is the six, our sweet girl at this level. They ran, you know, last time they ran this race, they were in it. But the one, the four, and the five dueled each other. It was a three horse across the track duel. Um, the one chasing Kara held best, got second. The four impassable Donna held okay, came in third, a length or two behind. And then beautiful Karen kind of faded. So I would upgrade all three of those performances. I The thing is, they're all back against each other again. And now you're throwing in the two towering orbit, who's a speed horse. The three actually has a little bit of speed and the seven snicket who has speed. So you're, you're taking a, a race where you had a three horse duel and you're adding two more speed balls. So um, listen, it's New York, anything can happen, but you talk about pace scenario. If this is not a fast pace, then I don't know. You're never going to see a fast pace in New York. So who do I like best out of that? Well, the one held best. So, you know, maybe I'm splitting hairs between the one and the four because they both held. The one was on the rail, if I'm not mistaken, that race. And uh, the four was three wide. But I think when you're dueling, being outside is not a bad thing because, you know, you can 
kind of choose your own speed. You know, on the inside, you kind of got to go and you're stuck going. Where on the outside, you can ease back. You can rush, you know, you can go up a little bit. So the jockeys have more um, options, I guess, outside. So I think the one was a little better than the four. And I don't know, I think the one maybe is still improving where I don't know if the four is still improving. So I do like the one chasing Karen. The other thing is, I think this horse can sit because the horse generally comes a little off the pace. It's usually not on the, the lead. I know it's the one post and people might think, oh, she's got to go from the one post. But I don't know. I think this horse can just sit a little off the pace, let the others go and you know swoop up or find some room and, and get through. So I'm probably going to single the one at five to one chasing Kara in this spot. I mean, the other horse I'd use in the four because I love these horses that get in speed duels, but they don't have to. Meaning the next time if the rider is smart and there is a lot of pace, you can hold back or check, you know, take back low. And the four could rate a little bit too. I just prefer the one. And I don't think it's worth doubling my ticket. So uh, I'm probably going with the one chasing carrots, a single, the four would be my other one. Um, you know, I, I want to look for a closer here, but the only closer really, I think is the six, but he had a perfect setup last time and couldn't get it done. So why should he get it done today or Saturday? I, he's not going to get a better setup. He might get the same, but so I can't bet him. And I mean, I don't know the three on the drop. Maybe it's not impossible. Let me take this call. But anyway, long way of saying chasing Kara for me, singling, moving on after that to race five. But go ahead, GQ, your thoughts on either the one chasing Kara or anyone in this spot. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the same quandary as you. I'm looking for a horse that can come off the hot pace because it looks like everybody wants to go or even the horses who don't go have problems passing <laughs> others. Uh, the, the, the one that kind of intrigued me is the three horse. Uh, let me take this call mainly because the only time uh, she's ever rid, run against uh, state breads have been in those, you know, minor stakes races. And as, as we've seen from the previous race, it seems like, uh, you know, the minor stakes races, or at least the New York bred ones equate to about an open claimer on uh, 20,000. But I mean, didn't run a bad race uh, last time out, you know, speed and faded against uh, non-state bred, non-winners of two. Uh, so that was a much better group of horses. And just looking at the, the, the state uh, when, she ran against stakes level. She didn't embarrass herself, but gosh, it's hard to really like her because, you know, she may have passed one horse <laughs> in her, her last 10 races. You know, she, she doesn't have to be on the lead, but maybe just off the lead. And it, the thing that kind of gives me hope is that Ruben Silvera is back on, on her. And in the past performances, the last two times he had ridden her, he didn't take her to the lead. He kind of just raided her a little bit. So maybe with a idealistic pace meltdown, the three horse, let me take this call, uh, can be the winner by default at six to one. Yeah, and, you know, one thing I do when it's, hard, you know, looking at class levels. So at first glance, oh, it must have been a tougher race because it was a 62,000 uh, claimer. This is 45,000. It was non-resident two other than which this is but this is state bread that was open so it seems on paper like that's a much tougher race but the horse was eight to one in that race 
put up a similar speed figure to uh, her other races, and it's probably going to be about six or eight to one in this race. So it's probably somewhat similar to this. So I don't know how much of a drop it is, even though it looks like it. But I'm not against the horse. I, I, it's fine. I don't love anyone. Well, I like the one uh, and the four, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't talk you off the three. I don't think the three is impossible. But um, you know, I'm happy with the one, and hopefully Kendrick gives a smart, good ride here. Uh, you ready for race five? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly. I think she's actually won more races than the entire field combined. Yeah, it's definitely possible. She's 13 for 40. So she's Everybody else a are two-time winners. Yeah, and see, to me, like, the big thing is, again, I don't want to try and talk someone off the horse. She was running until March of 2021, go back about seven, eight races, and she was running, like, 80s and 90s buyers, even in the stakes race she won. She had a six-month break or so. She came back, and she just – Hasn't been the same horse. So I, you know, right. again, I don't want to talk you off the horse and, and I'm not against the horse. I just not one that I want to bet here. And I said, I, I really like the one. So I'm, I'm content in this spot. All right. Let's go right. to the finale. The finale. This is, I've had fairly like strong opinions in this sequence so far. This is the one I don't have much of an opinion on. I, I'm, I don't know what to do. There's a lot of horses trying to turf for the first time and, um, I don't love anyone here too much. So this is the race that I'm going to go deep. The problem is a lot of people probably go deep here, but um, you know, I'm leaving out a few favorites earlier and I think I'm built my ticket good enough that, or well enough that I, I could go a little deep here. Um, I'm actually going to try a jockey you just mentioned. Uh, and that's the eight kid Dioro with Ruben Silvera for Jamie Nets, another trainer who I'm going to be sick rooting for, but I mean, you're betting money. You don't want to, you know, you can't just bet your morals unless you just sit out the race. You know, I can bet my morals on honest trainers and, uh, you know, lose all my money, or I can bet the guys who uh, I think are the ones I have to bet. So anyway, Kim, you obviously the dirt form is good. And that's what originally, when I looked at this race, I'm like, I can't bet the eight. Cause I think the horse has a chance on the turf here, a decent chance, but the dirt numbers are so good that she's going to take money. He's going to take money because of the dirt form. And I don't like that. But David Aragona made him six to one. If I can get six to one on this horse, I'm happy with that. Obviously, the dirt races fit here. Uh, turf races aren't on the screen, and I couldn't go back and watch them. I tried, but I was having trouble, and we were in a rush. Not in a rush, but I was running out of time to get to the podcast here. So um, 0 for 2 on the turf, 58 buyers. I don't know. But the lone sibling, uh, this is, uh, what did I write? Lone sibling. I don't even know what I wrote there. Is this the only one to run? Uh, but the mom was one for three on the turf and won a turf sprint. So I know this horse had a lot of stars. So you don't worry about the breeding at this point. But it's not like the mom couldn't win a turf sprint. She did. And I don't know. Lemon drop kids are, are solid on the turf. So I, I'm okay giving this horse a shot here, largely because I don't like anyone else in this spot. So I'm okay with the eight. Kid Dioro, um, as a security guard, is walking around. Let's hope I can finish this show. <laughs> but Kid Dioro, the eight, uh, would be the horse I would lean to. Uh, I don't have strong opinions here. The other horse that I would lean to is the four cotton, a uh, Mark Cassie horse. So I've gone broke betting Mark Cassie recently, I think um, with uh, the apprentice Gomez on, who's a, a nice apprentice. There's a horse who ran at this level. Um, by the way, race five is a, a first level state bread allowance. Um, six furlongs on the turf. And I thought cotton ran really well at this level two back in October uh, had a lot of trouble uh, and then no, oh, that was last race. Two back, I just thought around a good race. And last race didn't run well in November, but had a lot of trouble and had no chance to run ever. So I would completely toss the last race out. Uh, nothing, no, no, no way. I mean, no room throughout almost the whole race. 
So if you look two back, I thought that was a pretty good race. Now a four-year-old, again, a little iffy on uh, whether or not the horse is going to be ready off the layoff. But if the horse is ready, I don't see why he can't win this race. So I'm mostly on the four-eight, but I am going to spread. And I'll, I'll briefly mention some others if you don't. So uh, I'll turn it over to you for thoughts on either the four, the eight, or anyone else in this spot. Well, while you were talking, I, I was trying to look up uh, Kid Yoro's two turf races that uh, he finished out of the money. And, you know, good news for you. Both of those were at Saratoga going a mile on the inner turf. Um, didn't really run a lick. Um, what was the level? Do you have it there? Yeah, it, it, it was New York bred. Uh, you know, the, the old nine winners are one other than uh, okay. level. Uh, and, the same level. Yeah. Uh, you know, what wasn't, um, you know, it was like 20 to one both times, uh, ran seventh, 10th, didn't pick up uh, his feet, but, you know, I don't know. And, and that's the thing. Uh, maybe uh, even though the breeding says he should run longer, um, maybe maybe the horse uh, has some, you know, horses have breathing issues. And that was the thing. A midnight loot was bred to go long turned into be a great sprinter because uh, he had breathing issues so and that and that's that's the thing it's like people look at horses at it you know sired by midnight loot and think sprinter but he you know so i digress uh so no i just figure i'd give you that little tidbit information about uh yeah and and, and of course you know it's funny the, the the ones that i gravitated to uh, or kind of stood out to me for multiple reasons are all three-year-olds. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, that throw, throws it, you know, into the kilter. The two oh. G, the two G mining, um, first time turf, you know, mining's a super saver, doesn't scream turf. Um, eight, eight to one morning line, first time against older. As far as a horse, and he's probably you know the seven to two is probably the the morning line favorite. Uncle George, the three horse. I I lean heavily on Brisnet turf speed figures, and even though he's had seven tries uh, on on the turf to to earn a decent speed figure, he did that two back, uh, which was actually last November when he ran second at this uh, same level. So, you know. Can he run well? Uh, he has in the past after uh, um, short or long layoffs. Hate to be a um, chalk-eating weasel, but 7-2 is not bad if you're going to get 7-2. I don't really have a strong opinion here. I said out of all the raids, it's the least opinion. My only problem but... with Uncle George is – but exactly. <laughs> Uncle George has had six races or seven races. What Six races at this level – is already hasn't won. Is already a five year old. So I don't know how much improvement you're going to get. I'm not saying can't win, but that's not a horse I love to. And ran fairly well. You mentioned the last turf race was good. I don't care about the last race because it was on the dirt. I can cross that out. He can win. I don't know. It's just not a horse that I'm in love with here. You know, I, I would play others before him, but this is not a race I'm going to bet. But because it's part of the pick five and I like the other races, uh, I, I'm going to bet it. And like I said, I. I don't want to keep talking about a race that I don't have too many opinions on. So uh, mostly the four and eight, I'll have like an extra 50 cent pick five or whatever, or extra dollar or two pick four to the, uh, to the four and eight, but I'll, I'll be spread a, a decent amount here. 
and I'm not usually a big spreader, but this race I will be. Uh, you have any more thoughts on this race? I know I didn't do a good job talking about it, but. Well, the other one, when I was talking about three-year-olds, the, the six, the six horse is 12 to one. That's uh, surprise boss. Three-year-old first time uh, meeting older, but uh, you know, it was running in, in state breads back at Saratoga, uh, broke its maiden five and a half for a long sprint uh, in, in state bread. Didn't embarrass uh, himself uh, at parks in an optional claimer. Um, second time blinkers. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, what horse is six? I'm not. Uh, yeah, the second time late six, not second time blinkers. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I I circled it, but I forgot why I circled it. Yeah, second time late six, which my uh, my Saratoga uh, um, pilgrimage friend Chris Volkakis, he he's a big second time late six guy. He um, must win a lot of money then. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. So the nine horse. Sandrone is another three-year-old. Uh, he's second-time blinkers. Um, but uh, it, it, it's a rough race. There wasn't anything that I could hang my hat on uh, to say, yeah, I, I want to single this one against this uh, mediocre uh, New York bread crew. So, unfortunately, I, I landed on the favorite. Yeah, and, and Sandrone, the nine, I've always thought that was going to be a good horse, but just hasn't panned out and then last race beat maidens with an easy lead so that's one horse who is not gonna be on my ticket if he wins i'll be like crap now he's three he's better i always like the horse but you can't really bet with uh emotion and uh you know if i did with emotion i definitely like the nine it's not a great feel so maybe i should but i don't know probably uh, probably not using what's your what's your opinion on the five horse volkirk I mean, it looks like he's got seconditis. He just, uh, you know, he, he won first time out, first asking at 64 to 1. He's never bet. Uh, it looks like he, he gives honest efforts every time. This is the first time out this year. I thought um, I thought his last race he got a very good setup. Uh, Panzer is a horse I know well. Uh, you mentioned uh, one or two of your uh, – He won today, last... didn't he? No, he came oh, in no, second he ran in short third. price. Well, I oh, think yeah, maybe yeah. it was third. I thought it was second, but maybe third right. uh, at like a crazy short price. But he was stepping up in class. That was his first race since he won his uh, – actually, since this race uh, that he ran against Volkirk in December, Panzer was back. Okay. Panzer, uh, Mr. Ed, if you're listening out there, a buddy of mine who you have met GQ, you've gone to yeah. Chinese dinner with. Um, <laughs> you've you've broken <laughs> fortune cookies with him, so you're, you're friends now too. Um, we were up at Saratoga, and uh, it, was a, it was a good day at Saratoga. We were – we were having fun. I was just making, you know, sit in the backyard. I thought I was going to get beat up because, you know, just joking around. I'm like, oh, it's so easy because I had a good day. And Panzer <laughs> was a single at 11 to 1. And it was just one of those days. The seas parted for him. And he just came flying up the rail, <laughs> snuck out, opened up a hole, and he won at 11 to 1. I think he might have been in both pick fives. It was like race five. So I had a single in both. And, and made a fortune that day and Ed had him and all. So, uh, but that horse had a perfect trip Panzer. I'm not a huge Panzer fan, although I like him for winning me money. But my point is that Volkirk ran against, uh, you know, decent field. It wasn't, you know, it's at this level. It was okay. Uh, but I thought he had a good setup. The only thing is he could be better now. I think he has to improve though. Uh, Cause I thought his uh, last B figure is higher than it actually is. 
Uh, I didn't have crowded early. He shot out of the gate. So I don't know why it says crowded early. I, I missed that. But um, yeah, I, I'm not against Volkirk. I, he's fine. Uh, he'll probably be on my ticket because he's not that short a price. Uh, but he definitely has to improve. So uh, again, I don't have a strong opinion here. So, you know, I, I hope people don't listen to us or me at least for necessarily like just write down who I like, but more the logic behind it so they can apply it in their own handicapping. And there's not much for me to apply here. So um, I'll, I'll shut up about this race. You have uh, you have any final thoughts on the race before we go to your uh, derby horse to toss that people should run to the window? Yes, yeah, every, every, everybody's hanging on uh, with faded breath waiting for my next derby toss horse. No, um, no, that, that was nice, uh, concise pick five run through. Uh, and again, that's races one through five on Saturday at uh the big a <laughs> i hope they know that by now <laughs> <laughs> well it, when i say the the last race uh I, I you know when we're coming up to the fifth race i said it's the last race so i know we typically do the late pick five but uh, i give you um uh i don't even know the word that i'm looking for but i give you authority. control authority yeah. To, creative uh, control we'll call it. creative yes, yes. creative control of the show so all right uh, so tell us who this horse is because i gotta i gotta sit here and download this for like an hour and edit it so i'm gonna be here all night I'll, so who, I'll, who's I'll, the derby I'll, horse i'll be very quick in this analysis you can grab your early past performances which are probably listed in alphabetical order you can go almost all the way to the bottom Put a line through the Florida Derby winner, White Abario. Toss White Abario. White Abario's sire is race day, who also is the sire of another derby contender, Barber Road. Which, it's funny, when I was looking through all the races, I'm like, Barber Road. What does that sound like? Barber Road. That's what I thought you were about to say, Barber Road. I'm like, that was a sire? I don't know. <laughs> So, uh, in race day, it uh, now stands in Korea. So, there isn't going to be too many sires running over here in North America that race day. So, here's race day's chance. He's got two chances in the Derby. But it's not race day's fault that uh, White Abario will not uh, win the Kentucky Derby. It's his dam's fault, catching diamonds. She basically has produced a ton of sprinters and milers. White Abario, as far as the Brisnet numbers go, uh, back that up. And I just see White Abario, if he gets in a good position early, he'll hit the proverbial wall at the eighth uh, pole. And so if you don't want to listen to the um, King of Timonium uh, on this, uh, then it's your own problem and you'll be crying in your beer at around 6.45 on May 7th, when White Abario turns into uh, caked uh, dirt all over him because all the horses pass him in the stretch. So there you go. There are my two GQ auto tosses for the Derby. So if there's going to be 20, now I got you down to 18 horses to pick from. And then I'll have two more next week and then two more Derby week. If so I, he'll yeah, leave you with 14 yeah. horses to box, huh? What a guy. Yep. Anyway, yep. Uh, thank right, you. So
Well, we were so good with the Wi-Fi. Are, are you going to uh, do you plan uh, between or over the next uh, over the next two podcasts? Are you planning on giving any Derby opinions? No, I have zero opinions. Maybe next week a little bit if I can, because our guest next week, I'm not going to say the name because he might back out on us, but uh, it's a pretty big guest for us. He's uh, very well known in the horse racing industry. I don't even know if GQ remembers who it is, but uh, he is at Keeneland as we speak, or he's going there this week. So he'll be on site uh, when we speak to him next week. So I'm sure we'll ask him some derby questions uh, a week and a half or two weeks out, whatever it is. So um, maybe yeah, I'll, I'll try and do a little derby study. Very, very big name for people who pay attention to horse racing. And I have personally met him. And I can't wait for him to tell. I can't wait for you to tell him the story about when you met him and what you said to him, because I still remember it. But if I say it, it'll give away who it is. So. Uh, and there is a chance he backs out or not backs out, but he forgot that he, I, I can bet he's going to be like, Oh yeah, no, I forgot. No, he's a nice guy. Uh, he won't do it on purpose, but he's on vacation in Kentucky. So I feel bad, you know, bothering him for a half hour, an hour, whatever we take up of his time. So, uh, but anyway, we'll, uh, I'll touch base with him in a couple of days to uh, confirm. He, he, so. I, I, I can guarantee you from my times of going out to Louisville for the couple of days leading up to the Derby in the past, he's very busy. He's, constantly yeah. uh so we're we're it's good that we're getting him before derby week. right the week before so whatever it is so all right with that having been said i'm supposed to be in maryland uh or about 45 minutes away an hour away uh i'm supposed to be there now so uh i'm hungry i want to eat my own fingers at this point so i'm going to stop the show there we appreciate everyone listening good luck this weekend as we get close to the derby and we look forward to talking to you next week Thanks again. Ta-ta.